another quote, um, and I was trying to avoid it, but it again popped up, so I'll just read it. Quote 86. It's a short one, and I don't have a, a reference from where it's taken. I love how simple objects can relate to one and many in number of times, scales, geographies, and cultures. It can be personal in yet and yet it can be shared by many, sometimes in the most modest way. Really beautiful, I think. Maybe it wasn't really clear, um, but that was one of the things I really dislike about, um, about Los Angeles, in a way. Um, but also, I understand why it's this way. We can hear our neighbors watching TV and we can say what exactly they're watching and we can hear what the actors are saying. And now, I don't know whether it was possible to hear or not, but we could hear, like, there are people walking in the flat above us. <laughs> it's actually really bizarre. Um, but then you learn just to, just to coexist, I guess. Um, it's all the noise. And I think that's generally a quality of Los Angeles that may drive one crazy. It's just a really, really sound polluted place. Well, overall polluted, but sound is a specific thing. And where we're from, the construction is very different, so it's it's a brick and concrete block construction back home and mostly well insulated as well. So buildings are quite warm in winter because the winter is severe and harsh. But that also gives a proper sound insulation. But also being once in Delhi or in Shanghai, I know, or in Tokyo, I know that it's uh, here where we live on this quiet small street, it's still a luxury. So we take it that way. And if, if I had to pick something that's really, that's really strange here, and I think that's, that would be the, the sound pollution. And also just the presence of, of cars all around. Yeah, my name is Lina Poznikova um, and I'm now in Los Angeles, California. Um, what else? I'm from Kazakhstan, so I should start from there. And I was born in, in the, at the time it was a capital, um, the, the big city for Kazakhstan uh, called Almaty. And when I was born, it was still called Almata, which is like beautifully uh, translated um, from Kazakh language to, to Russian as the grandfather of apples. So they, they believe that the apples come from Kazakhstan. So somehow that's um, tied to that. The nomadic way is essentially a very, very traditional and vernacular way of living in Kazakhstan. It was. 
So people were living in the yurts and they would go around um, where the grass was green just because they had the, the, the cattle to, um, to feed. And so they were, they were going in their, um, on their horses and they would pack their dwellings together like with all the, all the little things that they had the pots and the clothing for for all the, all of the seasons and and they then they would like re-erect uh, the the structure it was kind of like a clever efficient way of living and for centuries i think they lived like that as tribes and my mom is actually from one of the asian tribes uh it's not necessarily kazakh but the other like minority tribe and so in a way i think the way we live now it's kind of resembling that nomadic way, just because we also have just very little and we move around from place to place. It's not necessarily um, always by, well, it's always by choice, but also by chance. One of the things that comes with living a nomadic life is the sense of um, alienation. And that's reflected in, well, that's said both in um, normative boundaries of um, legislations and, and the things that that are um, well surround um, traveling traveling people so in a sense for instance um, feeling that um, I don't have enough rights here to vote is one of those or knowing that I cannot choose a job outside of my degree or profession that's another thing and those things, I think, are constraining, even like not on the very basic level, but like subconsciously, you know, that you're you're constrained and tied. Although, again, I think that I'm super privileged and um, I have I've been always lucky and had like wonderful support and opportunities. And the other thing that comes with alienation, I think, is well, it comes with traveling is alienation in terms of like the sense of home. So you don't have like you kind of like once you move for a longer for a longer time away from where you were born, I think you lose this um, um, this connection to the sense of home, like a long-lasting territorial home where you where you know that you can go and you would belong there. It's really evident the first time that you come back after a long time in a way and you realize that things have changed so much and you've changed so much that you feel a foreigner also where you've been born. So that sense of um, loss, I think now never will go away unless, well, we meditate on that, but maybe that will stay with us. Yeah, sure. That's nice.
as far as the project goes, it's not a lot of work. Yeah, I think <laughs> if, like we, if each of us knows what to do and we can do it distant, on distance and yeah. independently, it will be so efficient. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay, great. Yes. Um, I'll have to jump to another call, but I wanted to say thank you for the opportunity to speak about um, about the subject, and um, I'm looking forward to hearing the rest of the conversation. I don't know, it should be somewhere here. Is it, uh, it's here, yes, it's here. So Great. I can just drop. Yes, no problem. thank you so much. Nina, if there's no cars behind me, I would talk another 10 minutes. You're <laughs> awesome. Don't misunderstand thank anything you. I'm saying. I'm not no, saying men no, are better no, than no, women. I women know. are. All I'm saying is that, you know, women are more you. emotional and maybe men should learn to be a little <laughs> more emotional. Bye, have, have a, a good, good day. I've been saving bits and pieces to my uh, Gmail account, to, to one of the kind of drafts. And I will now just go randomly through different dates. Yeah, and I will re record um, bits and pieces. It's been several years since I'm so interested in the poetry, but also in a sense a chance-driven investigation into various styles, and a lot of it is in Russian, so I'm going to read some parts of it in Russian. Yeah, this one is, is beautiful. So, quote number 30. Не бери телефонную трубку, пластмассовый Будда издает боевой вопль каратиста перед пушинками нежных слов. Перед косметическим дыханием могильного камня телефон придумала смерть. The plastic Buddha jars out of karate. 
its reach. Before the soft words with their spores, the cosmic breath of the gravestone, death invented the phone. It it look it looks like the altar of death. Do not worship the telephone. It drags its worshippers into actual graves, with a variety of devices, through a variety of disguised voices. Sit godless when you hear the religious veil of the telephone. Do not think your house is a hideout, it is a telephone. Do not think you walk your own road, you walk down a telephone. Do not think you sleep in the hand of God, you sleep in the mouthpiece of the telephone. Do not think your future is yours, it waits upon a telephone. Do not think your thoughts are your own thoughts, they are the toys of the telephone. Do not think these days are days, they are the, sac the, the sacrificial priests of the telephone, the secret police of the telephone. Oh phone, get out of my house, you're a bad god. Go and whisper on some other pillow. Do not lift your snake hand in my house. Do not bite any more beautiful people. You plastic grub. Why is your oracle always the same in the end? What rake off for your for you from from the cemeteries? Your your silence are so bad. When you are needed dumb with the malice of the of the insane, the stars whisper together in your breathing, world's emptiness, oceans in your mouthpiece. Stupidly, you string dangles in, into the abysses. Plastic, you are then stone, a broken box of letters, and you cannot utter lies of truth. Only the evil one makes you tremble, trem tremble with a sudden appetite to see somebody undone, blackening electrical connections to where death bleaches its crystals. You swell and you writhe. You open your Buddha gape. You screech at the root of the house. Do not pick up the detonator to the, of the telephone. A flame from the last day will come lashing out of the telephone. A dead body will fall out of the telephone. Do not pick up the telephone. Um, Ted Hughes. So my working space is really, is really messy right now, and I'm hoping to clean it by the beginning of the, of the new year. So there is a desk and a computer, and that's the, the day job setting. But then the, the work that, that I do in the other parts of the time, outside of the day job, um, there's a lot going on. So, because we work a lot with materials, and found objects, and different other things, so the whole house becomes a workplace. These are glass walls. They are made of rubber, these balls. So that's that's clay clay beads. Usually when we when we play live, we place these beads and pieces in 
different kind of like forms and and um, if there's a 3D print then it's lots of like different shapes with cavities uh, in them and then you can play really um, you can improvise easily with these pieces and I'm really interested in like exploring how things break so like the sound of that and so for me that's also like they're waiting for their time not not yet um, used but I hope um, before spring comes we can do a piece that will explore that um, yeah and then on the side there is a table with Eldar's equipment and um, yeah Usually uh, we work together, so he he works with sound, he processes sound or explores the sound, and I work with the video. And sometimes I'm playing live with with the sound, with the objects that, yeah, well, we create the sound by playing with the object. I'm now um, at the Santa Monica airport and it's so amazing here. The air is so fresh and at night there is nobody. Well, only a few cars are passing by. And you can see the planes at night. There is this exhibition space, the Studio 106, that we're, the space that we're in love with in Los Angeles. And we, we worked here and we run, we used to run here a monthly event called Slow Down. It was a multimedia um, jam session. So it was all about improvisation. And we had like 10 people coming uh, on those nights and playing together was always really surprising sometimes we had themes like for instance body or kitchen so people are bringing random stuff from the kitchen or making sounds like by clapping hands when it was a body but yeah the place is amazing it just has such a such a special atmosphere and the area all around just because it's such a vast space you need that for the planes and these planes are like I don't know, like more like like models of some strange structures, like huge birds made of metal are are standing there, not moving, like waiting for for the chance to fly. And there is like this at night. It's super nice because 
it's it's quite dark so you can see lo lots of um, stars so it's super beautiful I don't know amazing and also far away you can see the the planes that are probably going either from LAX or Burbank probably LAX and and those are also like always in the sky non-stop like a flow and people are going somewhere on those planes it's amazing it's like simultaneous parallel lights beautiful beautiful yeah i love this place Today, um, my day started with a conversation um, with Asya Tulesova, who is um, an activist in Kazakhstan. And we're working on a project together. Um, we hope to, to start a little course together. The premise behind the idea is um, to bring together people who who probably don't understand or don't realize that they have the agency, and that's young students or um, high school children, like elder elder kids. Essentially, the project kind of brings up those questions of like having agency or having a voice and just being able to to express it. And we will hopefully teach, um, or not really teach, but facilitate the discussion and have uh, a set of workshops that are bringing the, um, together like people who do different things, like uh, work with film or in Kazakhstan, um, uh, do do illustration and how those creative tools could be used to, to express opinion and so on. And the the woman that I'm doing it with, Asia Tulesova, she's, she's an amazing person. Um, the way that she is, is, is just so honest that it's so new for, for the system in Kazakhstan. She was imprisoned and kept um, in prison for almost three months without the proper trial. So they were delaying the whole um, the trial for like a number of months, keeping her uh, in prison illegally. In her case, it was a a situation where they, they, they couldn't keep her for this long unless um, she had a, a case of prosecution where she, she broke the law in the most severe way. Like, but she was kept because it was a political trial. And of course she was, I mean, of course, sadly, but for, for the reality in Kazakhstan, she was pronounced guilty but she was not uh, sentenced to, to imprisonment. So this is the, the recording from the meeting, from the Instagram of Asia. They, like... She just records how people are standing with their handmade like posters for um, trying to say that they want a different party, they, that they vouch for a different party.
So she crosses the street and she sees how, how the police is grabbing people. And you can hear the screams. Or... This was all happening during the early summer this year. It's interesting how the energy is kind of similar all around. You can hear the screams, no? She says it's illegal to bring the people this way and they're grabbing her so she tries to get away. There is some sort of a fight and she's like just shocked. So she's, she comes closer and there is like screaming people. But then, like, you could hear that there are people who are screaming, um, who are screaming, my, my leg, oh, my leg, you're breaking my leg, like older people. And then she, she starts to flip out and she's like, oh, you're ugly people, you, like, your policemen are just ugly people and how can you do this? And disgusting, disgusting. And, and then she's put into the into this um, place, um, the police car, like the police truck, where they put several people, not just her. And again, she she was pronounced guilty, but she was not given three years in prison. She was released, um, and she just has to report. It was already a victory for the for the situation in Kazakhstan, but altogether, it's yeah, it's. It's really sad um, that we are happy that she didn't get three years but was pronounced guilty. So that's already a victory and it's sad that we need to see it this way. Um, in, the, in the ideal world, she, she would win the case and things would start to change. Hopefully they will still, but um, maybe very slowly. And then just put just a little bit of of a song that like she recorded on Instagram as well just recently and I think that's um, yeah that's also so so touching them to practice in a way that will help them go back to their own tradition and get rerouted. If they succeed at the becoming reintegrated, they will be an important instrument in, transform in transforming and renewing their tradition. When we, respect, when we respect our blood ancestors and our spiritual ancestors, we feel rooted. If we find ways to cherish and develop our spiritual heritage, 
we will avoid the kind of alienation that is destroying society and we will become whole again. Learning to touch deeply the jewels of our own traditions will allow us to understand and appreciate the values of other traditions and this will benefit everyone. Um, this is the quote from, from Thich Nhat Hanh uh, from Loving Living Buddha and Living Christ. This was an audio portrait of Lena Poznikova. This piece was produced and sound designed by Emma Palm with additional help from Stephanie Aguilar. Portraits of is an experimental audio project documenting slice of life diaries by Asian Americans and people of Asian descent. You can subscribe on your podcast app or listen on the website at www.portraits-of.com. We also welcome new participants. If you're interested, please email us at audioportraitsof at gmail.com. Lastly, if you're interested in supporting this work, visit co-fi.com slash portraits of. Here you can donate money to our project. It takes a lot of effort, time, creativity, and coordination to make this project possible. We also want to continue giving honorariums to our diarists who take multiple times during the month to document their lives. Consider donating to us by going to ko-fi.com slash portraits of. Thank you so much for listening.